stands up there in Pensacola. <clears throat> if you would this morning, please take your Bible. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I got a frog in my throat. He's got his leg crossed, I guess. In Philippians chapter 3, I want to begin to read verse 10. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend, that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Pray with me. Father, I ask you to bless the study and the reading of thy word now to each one of us. Let the Holy Spirit deal with each one. We are needy people. We need you to bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn over to Ecclesiastes for just a minute. One of my, I, I guess I read that book as much lately as any in the Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I'd like to begin to read in verse 1. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. To everything there's a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Time to be born, and time to die. Time to plant, and time to pluck up that which is planted. And if you go on and read it all the way down to verse 22, Solomon was used of God to write these words down, and he's one of the wisest men that ever lived. But uh, he said there's a season and there's a time for everything. Now let's go back to Philippians chapter 3, and I want you to look at verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Matthew chapter 6 verse 34 says, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Ephesians 5 verse 16 says, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. What I want to talk to you about this morning, there's a time for everything, and we as Christians are to live in the present. Every one of us are living in the days of, uh, we just uncertain. Uh, we cannot tell what tomorrow will bring. I, uh, Marty was my golfing partner where we golfed years ago and a big old strong guy. And of all people, uh, I thought he would, you know, be healthier than me all the time. And here this morning and I get a call from him. He's got a stroke, ends up in ICU in the hospital and uh, I thought about that as I was studying this passage of Scripture. And, and But yet there's a time for everything. Now, and I don't believe that any of us can tell what tomorrow's going to bring. And yet uh, there's a lot of people who sit around and worry about what they did in the past. 
and what has happened to them in the past. It's just as foolish to worry over the past as it is to worry over and fret over the future. The question is, as a child of God, how am I to live in this world day by day? Now, our duty as Christians is to live in the present, not in the past, nor in the future. Have you ever seen somebody that, if only I had taken advantage of that opportunity? I've thought about this a lot of times. I had 10 acres right down the street from me here. The years ago, I could have got for $10,000, $1,000 an acre. And I never have forgotten over it because right now you couldn't buy for millions. And um, yet I, could have, I couldn't get up that $10,000 to save my life at that time. I thought, surely I can get up $10,000, but I couldn't. And I had to pass it up. How many times... If we had things like that come into our life, every one of us, and we go back and say, I wish I'd have done that, or I wish I'd have done so, so. If I'd only had to take advantage of that opportunity, look where I'd have been today. But I read a statement that is true, and it goes like this. The only way to get rid of the past is by getting a future out of it. And the only way to get a future out of the past is to live in the present. Now the past is fixed. You can't change the past. All our worries, all our frets, all our ulcers cannot change one thing of the past. Hebrews 8 verse 12 says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I thank God, God puts our past sins away he completely forgets them. Then why can't we? Micah 7 verse 19 says, the Bible says, God cast all our sins in the depths of the sea. Then it's wrong for you and I to keep digging them back up. Psalms 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Yet a lot of people spend their entire Christian life living in past sins. I know one thing, the devil, and I don't think I'm unique in this area, the devil keeps bringing our sins back up to us. He wants to accuse us of the past things we've done all the time. In fact, the devil, the Bible says that the devil goes before the throne of God accusing the brethren every day. And I know he does. And He brings our past sins up to us. And I say all the time to myself, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I could go back and change that. But I find I can't. There's no change in the past. Another group who live in the past are those who are always glorying in what they used to do. We used to remember our past stands on its merits. God holds us responsible for the present. The present must answer for itself. Today's present will be tomorrow's past. What I do today is what I'm interested in. And if you want a good past with no regrets, you must make a good record today then. Do what's right today. 
Then there's a, still another group who live in the past, those who say it used to be better than it is today, or those who were the good old days. They talk about how bad it used to be, or how awful sin is today, how awful our younger generation is today. Uh, they say there's no use in trying to have revival with this new generation. I don't believe that. I believe we still can have revival of the Lord. We can still be blessed to God every day. We don't have to look back on how bad it used to be or how good it used to be and seem like it's getting worse every day. I remember in the old, I was raised up in the Suffer Springs. Now I'm scared to go through there because it's changed so bad. But back when I was going with my wife, when we was in the ninth grade and uh, living over there in Silver Spring, it was like Mayberry. You could go, you walk around, you didn't lock your doors. Uh, it was just a good neighborhood. But man, now it's it's a bad place to be. But it used to be a sort of a dumb boy. Is the only way I can put it. Uh, that we used to, I used to meet down at the skating ring all the time, that big old skating ring. And uh, he wasn't necessarily a friend, but we just knew one another, and, and everybody made fun of him. And I remember taking up for him. Now, when you think about that for just a minute, sin is the same way as it was back then. People picked on that poor boy every way they could. They still do it today. Uh, it's just more sinners today than it was back then. I, I know that I, I talk to people all the time how uh, good it used to be, and and I can go back and I remember one incident in my as a little boy up in West Florida there in Crestview. Uh, it, uh, they had a dance, and I went with it. I went to it with my family or a family reunion, and this big old bully of a guy threw this little, jumped on this little guy uh, that was there, and he threw him over the fence. A little picket fence was out there in the yard, and he jumped over that fence, and he said, oh, I'll just whip you good. And when he did, that little old boy uh, grabbed him around the waist and hung on to him on his back and took a little pin knife and cut him 21 times and killed him right there in the yard. And we look at that and we say, boy, it used to be good old days. It was good old days like I saw them. And uh, we think about how bad it is today. Well, let me show you something. It was just that bad back then. It was just less sinners. There's a bunch of more people there today. I remember when uh, we first bought our lake property over in Lake Wales, going over there and back, you, uh, past Highway 39 out here, you didn't hardly see anybody on Highway 60. Man, you get out there now, they'll run over you. That place is packed with people. And what I'm saying is, sin is no different. It's the same as it used to be. It's the same as it is today. And so, uh, there's another class of people who live entirely in the future. They are so heavily minded, they're no earthly good, as one man put it. They're always making great future plans. By and by, I'm going to do so and so or one of these days, or when I get better, or when things or people get better. Now, you better remember this. Today is yesterday's tomorrow. 
And if you do not live in the present, you'll never catch up with your future. Always making future plans. I like to talk to my grandboys. We get together, they get together with the house every once in a while, and I want to know what they're doing. And they're they living in the day, some of my boys, and I can't believe how smart some of them are. I really can't. And, uh, and they're making a good living. But I, mean, I asked two or three of them several years ago, I sat down with them, and they was talking to me about how to be financially successful and, and uh, how did I get what I've got. And I said, well, let me tell you something. Learn to live on one day, set back one day during the week. If you'll learn to keep that one day and put it in the bank and live off the other four days a week, you'll have some money after a while. And I go back and I think about these boards and they made plans and they're still making plans for the future. But I said, now don't forget though, live today. Because tomorrow, you might not have tomorrow. And I want, I want to live today. I want to enjoy whatever God's given me today. Amen? And, I'm, and I know a lot of people that won't spend any money. They won't go any place. They won't do anything. Because they're waiting. When they get older, they're going to retire. And then they're going to live. There ain't but one thing wrong with that. You might not live to be an old person. Why not enjoy it now? God's good. And God gives you things now. And why plan on all the future, entirely on the future, living in the future, making future plans? I want, I want to live today. I'm going to have a good time today. Amen? And I want to meet somebody in my life today that's going to make my life better today. Now, uh, many Christians waste time and opportunities by putting off for tomorrow what should be done today. Proverbs 27 and verse 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So you can't go around boasting, I'm going to do so and so tomorrow, you might not have it tomorrow. And I want to live it today. I want to have a good time today. I want to make friends today. I want to make whatever I do today, I want to make it last. I want to read you something. Turn over to 2 Corinthians a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I want you to listen now in verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now most people stop there and they say, Well, preacher, all you want to do is preach about money. No, this has to do with life itself. It has not just, it don't just talking about money, but I do know one thing. God loves a cheerful giver. He, he loves somebody. Did you know the Bible says he that helps the poor, God's always blessed? And, and so on. And I know he loves somebody that loves to give and, and do things for people. Why don't you look at verse 8 now? And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. 
has written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministers uh, seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. What I'm trying to say is, the more that you learn to live in today, do things for people today, enjoy today. I can't understand people that's always bellyaching about everybody they meet, or talking about everybody they meet. I have more fun in life just meeting strangers, meeting people, and and I'm I'm glad that I've taught my kids and my grandkids and my family. Uh, they don't meet a stranger. They don't meet somebody they're afraid of. They, they want to meet somebody that uh, they just enjoy being around. I remember my, my daughter Robin, when we used to camp out a lot, uh, we'd, we'd start putting up the tent and everything, and she'd go around and just visiting everybody around us. And I'd have to look for her, bring her back. And, and that's the way you ought to live. I want to be a blessing to somebody today. You know why? It'll come home to you. It'll come home to you. God makes it very plain. If you sow sparingly your friendship, everything that you've got, you're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, if you be good to people, if you'll be a blessing to people, it'll return to you. God will bless you. Amen. And so what, what I want us to understand this morning from this message is this simply. Don't try to live in the past. That's gone. Amen? You can't do one thing about the past. And you'll worry yourself crazy about it, trying to change it. And don't always try to be living in the future. I want a future. If God lets me live, I'm 85 years old now. If He lets me to be 100, I'm planning on the future, if God allows me to be. But i got a future home in heaven. Amen? But I'm not going to live in, uh, like, one of these days, I'm going to do it. I want to do it today. And I want to be a blessing to people today. And I want to win people to Christ today. And I want to make sure they're going to heaven today with me. I know a lot of people. Uh, I, my doctor, for instance, and just to show you what I'm talking about, uh, doctor, uh, my family doctor, he was dying of cancer, and I didn't know it. And I was in his office one day, and I'd been wanting to witness to him and lead him to Christ. And it just seemed like every time I we'd go in, there, there'd be a bunch of people, and I didn't get the opportunity. But this one day, I went there by myself, and uh, he was there. And, and I said, uh, Doc, could I tell you how to go to heaven with me? And he said, I wish you would. And just like that, we sat there, and a few minutes, it, it just... The office was packed outside, but me and him just sat there and we talked about it. And, and uh, I got to lead him to saving faith in Christ. Now get this, he was a Catholic. His whole family was Catholic. Everybody, everything about him, he said, I never could understand, uh, Brother Strani, and you made it so plain that Jesus come in this world to save me. And he asked the Lord to save him. But that, that why although she was Catholic, asked me to preach the funeral. And I got to preach the funeral, and I never will forget it. As I was preaching the funeral, I made mention of leading him to saving faith in his office, 
And I don't know how many people, the place was packed out. And I don't know how many people come up to me and, and, and this is the kind of statement they made to me. I'm so glad that you took time to lead him to saving faith. We love our doctor. And so many times I was in his office. And so many times I wanted to witness to him. I'm a Christian and I wanted to witness to him. I wanted to see him saved. But I'd put it off and I'd put it off. Thank God you got to lead him to Christ. Well, wait a minute. They could have too. He was ready to be saved. And what I'm saying is don't put everything off in the future. Don't live in the past. Live today. Amen? And God will give you an opportunity today to do something for Him that you might not ever have it in the future and you're sure not going to have it in the past because it's gone. Amen? God's good. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you bless every one of us, Lord, and help